The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, September 4th, 2021. It's Labor Day weekend, and 10 years ago... A British banker drops out from what he's doing and creates a cigar brand for himself. Today, after 10 years, he is an overnight sensation. Akil Capizzi from close? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. I'll take it. From Regis Cigars <laughs> joins us. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the top 10 educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Akil, it's been too long. You have been on the show before. We had to look this up six years ago. Wow. This is our 12th year. And it was six years ago you were here. At that time, uh, no stage, no um, fancy thing like this. Yeah. So uh, welcome back. I think back then we were still downstairs and he was sitting uh, on the couch with me. No, he was no. here. We looked it up. Yeah. Was yeah. it? No, I, I was. It's, uh, but yeah, no, it's six years and time flies, let me tell you. It's always good to be back, Dave. Thanks. Yeah, well, Thanks welcome. Um, so uh, we're going to light up um, one of your cigars, um, and you have many, and we're going to get into all those cigars, but uh, this is uh, the black label, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, Barry, what do we have here? Well, as Dave mentioned, it is the Regis black label, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Regis Cigars. The size that we're lighting up is a 4x50 Petit Robusto, and it is a Nicaraguan Puro. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single will set you back $7.99, while a box of 10 is $69.99 which comes out to just $6.99 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $10 or 12% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. All right, I got to light it up. It's time to light us, to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. I'm sorry, I forgot you were back. (laughs) I'm back, baby. Yeah, Jonathan is back from his uh, COVID uh, two weeks. COVID vacation. COVID vacation. (laughs) Um, He he claims to have no sense of smell, but he says he can taste. My sense of smell comes and goes. Sometimes it's there, I'll catch a little... Aroma, and then it disappears. You could have stopped with he claims to have no sense. Right. Okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Now, this is an interesting lighter we're going to light up here with uh, because it has its own color. Why are you going to skip over the cold draw? Oh. Oh. Because you can't taste. (laughs) Cold draw is... You ever sucked through a brownie? You what? 
you put a brownie in your mouth and you just kind of do, do a, a cold little draw. You do a cold draw on the brownie. I've done it. That's what this is. This yeah. is the cold draw of a brownie. No chocolate chips, no nuts, just a regular standard brownie. Cinnamon Chinese pea pods. That's what this is. That's Chinese pea pods. I've seen them on the plate. I've usually pushed them away. We're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus Duke. Lotus Duke features single action. <laughs> that was a com- comment from Three the jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. And also on the back, you have a full size flip out guillotine cutter guillotine meant cutter. to be used wow. at a right angle. And the tray just behind the cutter will catch all of the, and this is a technical term, schmuckus yes. that pops off <clears throat> with the cap. And then you just dump it in the ashtray and you fold your cutter down flat. This is the Duke by Lotus for. Fifty nine ninety nine. Jonathan, the chat room wants to know if you can retrohale now that you have. I'm not frigging around with any of that stuff. Why? Maybe it'll clear it out and make it make no. it better. No, I'm not doing that. Hmm. Jonathan did get the COVID vaccine. He got COVID. Uh, now, are you going to get the vaccine? Nope. Well, according to a study from Israeli doctors, <laughs> once you have COVID, it's 18 times stronger, the antibodies, than the actual injection. So what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yes, but it wanes just like the uh, vaccine. He got what he deserved. (laughs) 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 He just refused to do it. He just refused. Good to be back. Yeah, got what he deserves. (laughs) All right. So, Akil, uh, you talk funny. You're not from around here. Yeah. Where where are you from? (laughs) Uh, From London, born there and uh, left there probably about 10 years ago now, Dave. But... uh, that's where you live now. I'm just uh, I'm living in Panama City. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I decided to uh, make the move, you know, uh, from Nicaragua, Nicaragua, and uh, you know, I was in the UK before I left there. But the cigar cigar company's still there, and we're still go- we're still going right. strong out there. Yeah, so, so. So, the, so, Panama City in Florida? Uh, no, uh, the country Panama. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this is the case because some of the boxes say it, some don't. Regis, London. Yeah, because so the black label started in the UK. Okay. So um, the, and the company's British, and that's where you know our main sort of following was. I guess still is in a way. So you know we bring that across here, and people understand and know that it's got that sort of European taste profile, yeah. that smoothness to it, and and the brand starts in Europe. Uh, for a few years before you even yeah. come to the United States, which is not usually what happens. People yeah. launch this stuff here, so this was an opposite. Well, so I actually was selling cigars in Hong Kong before, you know, I was even uh, I was even sort of in this market. But again, this is where you make your name in the cigar business. It's eighty percent of the world's you know non Cuban cigar consumption. Overall consumption. I'd say fifty percent of the. You know, overall production at least, you know, God knows what gets shipped back here from overseas. But point is that, you know, this is where you make your name in the business. You know, maybe it's ego, call it what you will, Dave. But, you know, I want to be known for making some something good. And, right. And that's, you know, the reason why, you know, I come here. And What and was the cigar market like in Hong Kong? Um, <clears throat> Hong Kong is an interesting place. Uh, a lot of money there. Um but people are very brand conscious, should we say? So um, it's very, very Cuban heavy. Yeah, um, they want the Cohibas and the names, yeah. and so you're trying to launch there. And what did they? What did they say? Well, I mean, it was received pretty well. Okay. Um, obviously, Hong Kong's changed, and you know, COVID and all that stuff, as we know. But um, 
you know, I think generally wherever you are in the world, if you have a good product and it's priced properly and, and, and it's consistent, it's like wine, you know, you yeah. go back to it and, you know, you recognize the quality. So I've, I've been seeing companies trying to break into the European market, uh, yeah. which before was unheard of because it would be almost 100% Cuban or Davidoff and Cubans and that's it. And somebody to break in was there. And here you are deciding, yeah. and maybe it was a, uh, be, because it was easier because you were there right. and say, okay, let, let me start over here. Well, I mean, I, I obviously we had the relationships, but again, I learned early on, uh, as you know, uh, this is a people business. And yeah. we were fortunate enough to um, come into contact and do business with uh, a gentleman who represented Davidoff when they were rolled in Cuba. He you know, headed up the distributors of Cuban cigars over in the UK before he, you know, was taking early retirement. And, you know, we, we, uh, brought him back, uh, name's John Danton, you know, very, very good salesman, uh, great reputation in the business. And, you know, that's when I realized like, this is really a personal business and people buy from people they trust and, and like, Right. Yeah, and, and that happened. Why did you buy from me then? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that happened. It happens in Europe also. Yeah, so, more so. Um, even though you're dealing with mostly distributors there, is that what I hear anyway? Um, no, I we do our own distribution. Okay. Um, out there, but it's um, the, the market's more of an old school market, and I think the laws have have a uh, part to play in that. So, for example, you can't promote. You know, you can't give away free stuff. Yeah. Um, Technically, I don't even think you can do branded ashtrays, um, but because you're not supposed to promote tobacco, the, the laws are a lot more like uh, warning labels too. Sh- exactly, yeah. you know, stringent and stuff. So over there, it's more, uh, you know, and the high taxes, obviously. So yeah. it's more, it's more. Uh, it must know, feel like the wild west here in the United States, <laughs> even with uh, we bitch and complain uh, all the time about uh, FDA regulations and all that nonsense. But uh, compared to what you're used to dealing with. It has to feel like the wild. Oh uh, no! Let me tell you, God bless America, because Amen. this place, you know, and again, it's it's a great, it's a federal system. So you, you know, if you don't like Massachusetts, Dave, you move to uh, New Hampshire, right? right. I mean, that's yeah. how it works, right? And or Panama, right? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> why Panama? You said it, not me. Yeah. Oh, it's a nice, um, nice lifestyle, and. Uh, this this guy was in finance. Why Panama? Oh, no. Ah, why no, Panama? no. Yeah, this is your background. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I, I mean, I do some business out there, not with cigars, but with other stuff. Yeah, uh, cocaine, and not that. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> absolutely not that. Um, but uh, you know, real estate and things like that. But, he thinks he doth protest too well, much. Quite exactly. I mean, hey, listen. You know, when you come down, you can see for yourself. But um, no, uh, it's a fairly free place. Um, you know, it's similar to sort of Hong Kong, but in Latin America, you know, and I really, you know, I love this state for the same reason that, you know, low taxes, the people, you know, the government believes that the, the people who know, you know, know best, not them. Yeah. Our motto is live free or die. Right. So I mean, that's why I moved up here. I love the motto and said, okay, mm-hmm. I, I want the freedom I end up having. And uh, exactly. th- this is actually why there is an America because of England Right. We were trying to get away from um, taxation. Yeah, which yeah. you know didn't work out all that yeah. good. But um, well, certain pockets. Yeah. Well, you know. So again, it's like I think people gravitate to where they're more comfortable, and you know, different. You know, horses for courses. Maybe you know, some people want to be there. Some people want to be here. Some people want to be somewhere else. And I, th- I think you're going to see, especially with this pandemic and all that stuff, you're going to see a 
you know, a lot more migration. You're going to see a lot more people, you know, assessing different things and, and, and making their moves. And, you know, you did it how many years ago now? 20, was it? 30? Did what? You moved from Massachusetts to... 25. Yeah, 25. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you, you know, you, you took your chances. And, yeah, and that's... Risk. You have to, Dave. Yeah. You have to. And, uh, you know, people have done that since the beginning of time. Yeah. So... Well, you know. so... You, Ten years ago, you start reading cigars. How old of a man were you then? I wouldn't say man even. I was twenty. I was twenty-four. Um, okay. Started when I was twenty-four. I mean, the first year I was having, having a, lot, a lot of fun, Dave. You know, not yeah. really doing much business uh, <laughs> yeah. up in Nicaragua. So, uh, a great place, by the way. Um, that that country's given and, me a lot. And you so. went there and said, "Okay, I'm gonna not just." Uh, make a phone call and say, make a cigar for me. I'm going to the country. I'm going to see what, what I'm going to do. You know what you liked. You were a cigar smoker beforehand. Exactly. Yeah. And I was smoking, uh, you know, and that's the thing. I, I'm not going to say anything, uh, you know, bad about, uh, you know, Cuban cigars, but, you know, they've definitely changed. And, uh, you know, for me, I still love them. You know, I smoked last night. I smoked a 2001 uh, Hoya de Monterey, which was phenomenal. Wow. Okay. Um, but I felt there was a gap in the market for something different and yet something that people could understand or recognize. So, you know, we, uh, we did that, you know, I went to Nicaragua, um, we, uh, you know, I went to see all the factories. I'm very, I'm very, uh, you know, I like to see things for myself. I like to sit down face to face and, and do business. I'm, I'm not, this is, I'm not on zoom. I'm not, I don't do any of that stuff Yeah, you know, yeah. because you know, we're going to do business. We're going to do business. Let's yeah. meet up and do it right. You know, yeah. Was, and, and, was that's, and, I, and I asked you, we just went through COVID, and that's the type of person you are. And I said, uh, must have been really tough. And you said, no, I've been to X amount of countries. Yeah. I, no, last year I was in seven countries, and you know, I again, it's, listen, don't get me wrong. I know there's people who are listening to this who've had people affected by COVID, and I'm not downplaying that. Okay, yeah. but. You know, I believe each to their own, and you know, you take your own. You know, you have your own risk profile. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I think people should be free to decide how they want to. That's why I had to sit next to Mr. Jonathan, and I'm kind of a little further away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, I had the vaccine. Though. Okay. There we go. Right. Right. Um, so, um, best market for you is it U.S. already? Um, yeah, the the U.S. Uh, is most of our sales by a long way, but in terms of um, you know, I guess market penetration is still the UK because it's a smaller market, but we have a bigger chunk of it. Okay. Um, you're in the elaborate stores that yeah. and hard that, to get in because you've been there long enough. Exactly. And, you know, you know how this is. This is, uh, you build this business, honestly, and I'm going to say you build it off the back of retailers, you know that. Yeah. And uh, there's a few guys in England who, you know, storied names in the business, you know, Edward Sahaki and at David off and, yeah. you know, Mitchell Orchin and all these guys. And I've, I was lucky because, you know, they got behind me. I mean, yeah, the cigar's good and, you know, uh, you do your job right, but then you have to have relationships and you have to have people who believe in you. And Yeah, this yeah. is the only industry I can think of where the principal owner of a company is downstairs humping single yeah. sticks to get someone <laughs> to try something. Well, you, you know what it is, though? It's, it's this whole, uh, you know, because... This is the only business I know where, you know, you have people other than, you know, Latinos in it, right? You've yep. got um, Jonathan Drew, you had Rocky Patel, all of these guys. And Well, I, I watched that change because it wasn't that way. It was the Latinos that okay. made the cigars and it was uh, business people that own, own the cigar shops right. and things like that. But on the manufacturing side, 
it was Latinos, and that that changed in the early '90s that you started seeing people really? from other okay. cultures come in. And uh, but you know, go back 30 years ago, you look at it, you know, a Rocky Patel or something. I'm like, is a guy from India coming in <laughs> Patel? Right. Oh my God, let's see what happens here. And it kind of broke the color barrier, if you if you will. Yeah, I mean, you know, he made it happen, and yeah. you know, you, you've got to respect that. Now, that's the thing. Even you, right? I'm. I mean, I've heard the stories. You know, with respect, it's like you know, you were. It's the, they're a lie. It's, well, what stories? you know, Dave. Well, I, no, I'm going to I'm going I'm to say it. You know, you were the small fish on the block at one point. Oh you know? yeah. And you the know, the number of is. times that he's put his house in hawk to make sure that he had product is is mind blowing. Yeah. We you could know? do a whole show on that. Well, it's it's a, it's a it's a case of you know I've heard the stories. You know, uh, we've sat in meetings where you know you've told me, oh, I can't do business with you for this reason or that reason. You know, and I get it. I understand. Like you, you know, you have to stick to your principles, right? But you've built this over years, you know, and that's why, again, it's, you know, people, you know, no one can take that away from you, whatever, whatever happens. And and I feel the yeah. same way now. It's like, you know, people come in and oh, kill, yeah, hey, that's yeah, I love your cigar, and that makes me feel 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 right. really good. Um, yes, it's your, it's your baby, right? It is yeah. personal to you. Absolutely. If somebody likes it or doesn't like it, you're trying to do the best you can. Yeah. Okay. So his, you know, I, there's a gentleman who asked me to sign sign this box downstairs, and you know, I told him, I said, thank you. And he said, why? And I said, listen, when you see a doctor, it's because you got a problem. When you see a lawyer, you've got a real problem. When you call a plumber, <laughs> you have an issue, right? Yeah. When you see me, it's because you're in a good mood and you want to have a good time. You know, they come into your shop and you know they say, Dave. Thank you for providing us a place where we can enjoy a cigar for, you know, half of what the minimum wage in this country is. Right. Okay. So we're providing value for people. And, you know, I don't want to forget that. Yeah, we're, we're selling cigars and doing business, but, you know, we are, we are doing something that people value. Speaking if, of the cigars, you must have a favorite within your portfolio. Um, yeah. I know it's like ch- trying to choose a child, but... So what are the, what's the lineup here? We're smoking yeah. the black label. Is, is that what it's called, the black label? Yeah, it is. Like, look, I've got way too many cigars right now, but the black label is the one I started with. First one. Exactly. You've smoked that, you know, many how many times, times all in, week. in your office? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know. make a little one that's... I, I eat mm-hmm. like their peanuts. I mean, you don't even think yeah. about it. The oh. half corona yes. you're talking about. Yeah. The Robusto's great. I mean, all the sizes. The, and the Churchill, which is a real Churchill, right. which is very mm. unique that there's a 47 ring gauge yeah. Churchill mm. because it's supposed to be. Yeah, well, exactly. I yeah. mean, you know, inflation, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you feel the pressure to uh, come out with bigger ring gauge cigars to follow suit with the rest of the industry? I used to, but then I realized if you do your own thing and you're authentic, you're far more likely to be successful because... My cigars aren't designed to be smoked in a bigger ring gauge, okay? So going back to your... Blended-wise, blending-wise. Exactly. Blended as that size. Yeah, because you have to smoke them quicker, and, yes. you know, it's not about get, getting a nicotine rush. It's about, you know, one puff a minute, and, you know, you're doing it, and it's it's a pleasure. This is not a addiction, yeah. okay? So going back to the whole thing about how many cigars I have and what the favorite one is and all that, I start with the black, red, white, and blue, you know, my tribute to America because... And this, those are only in the United States. Yeah, the red, white, and blue. I don't, you know, we we don't sell in Europe because, uh, you know, legal things um, with the with the bands and second okay. band and all that stuff. All but right. again, that was my tribute to the United States because this country has been incredibly kind to me. And um, you know, that again, going back, that's why I love this country because they always give you a shot. You know, yeah. 
then it's yeah, if you're willing to put in the work, you can be successful. It's not even. It's it, it's if you take the chance and you and you do the right thing and you say what you do and you do what you say. I feel like you know people will say, right, let's let's try this. And then if the cigar's good and you know you have the ingredients, it'll it'll take off. Yeah. So. Pick a favorite. Uh, favorite mm-hmm. the, the right now the Orchard Selection, which is my limited edition. Uh, I don't have any right now, unfortunately. But I love the black label, uh, the black Churchill. I'm going to say. All right. Of the ones I have. Okay. Um, I'm loving this little uh, short robusto here. And I don't see your stuff on the big discount mail order houses, things like that. You you you've never gone that path, or did you get caught? No, haven't been caught yet. Okay. <laughs> well, but see, you, see, here's here's the thing. Let me explain um, for people, you know, listening to this. If you own a factory. You've got to keep that factory running, okay? And the cigar business is up and down. One day you're selling tons and the next day you're not, right? right? So the problem is if you have investors and you have to keep a factory running, now you're forced to, you know, make deals and do things you shouldn't do. You have to get rid of the inventory exactly. no matter what, right? And, you know, I know Especially enough- if you have shareholders, right? Correct. Yeah. Because now you've got, you know, they want their money and, yeah. you know, and I don't have, you know, any of that stuff, so- you know, if the cigar, if my sales are slightly down one month, okay, whatever, they'll, I'll make it up next month. Right. I don't care, you know? Yeah. The key is, like, keeping the brand right. And the other problem is, you know, I can't make enough with the tobacco and all that. I can't make enough cigars at the right price where, you know, I can actually supply those guys. So what I'd rather do is build it in a sustainable way, you know, hitting the people that appreciate what I do as opposed to bastardizing the product uh, online. The other thing is, and not to sound arrogant or anything like that, but, um, you know, I have enough money to, you know, I don't need it in that yeah, way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Which, which happens a lot of times I mean, that the people are drowned. Yeah, they run they, out of money and they got to make a deal. How many times I, I heard a manufacturer say, you know, the shit hit the fan. I had to do what I had to do. I, I know it hurt my brand and it hurt all the brick and mortar retailers at the same time, but I had to make this big deal because I had to make yeah. whatever. Now, I look at it and, and you see that we, we talk many, many times yeah. of... I'm almost interviewing the manufacturer at this point, making sure that they have enough cash to run their business. 100%. Why would I do that for my business? What do I care? Because eventually it comes back to me 100%. that I see the close out of the brand, and here I am sitting on inventory. Because we don't buy, we don't buy light; we buy yeah. heavy. Yeah, but yeah. D- Dave, you you know, we sat there, okay, and you know, you you have a job to do, and you know, this is you know, I'm being frank. You have a job to. Do. Your job is to. Do the best for your customers. Yeah. Okay, that's your job. And the people that work for me, too. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or they I, would have no. They would have no. I got to make payroll. Too. Correct. Yeah. And then I have a job, which is to protect my business. Yeah. Okay. And, and the brand. And the brand. Yeah. All right. So now, how can we marry those objectives? Yes. And so, in business, I've always found that if one party walks away unhappy, then it's not sustainable. Correct. Okay. So you have to have something where both parties are happy, and you can say, "I can work with that." And I can work with this. And the best deals I've ever done are the ones when either side is really that happy with anything. Absolutely. And I'm sorry to tell you that. I was just saying <laughs> that. I'm really sorry to tell you that. Nope. When, when both parties are not all that happy and saying, uh, I'm going to do it, it's not exactly <laughs> what I want, and the other person's feeling the same way, it absolutely is true. Do you agree? That Absolutely. That's, that's the way it is. But it can't be lopsided. Both of them have to be... You know, oh, geez, I don't it's got to hurt a little bit because then you're going to work it a little on yeah. your side. Yeah. And then it becomes highly successful and, the, and maybe it changes along the way and, and it builds. Um, seven years in the U.S., yeah. jo- joked around at the beginning of this saying you're the overnight sensation. Right. I actually said it to you this morning. Everybody 
take a look at Read Your Cigars. It's my, it's my pick for the next big thing. Okay, wow. and I have, I have 36 years in the industry. I can see it when it's coming. Am I batting a thousand? No, but pretty damn good that you can kind of see the next big thing as it's coming. And I say it's read your cigars. You agree? Absolutely. Yeah, you Absolutely. can see it. How much you pay? How much I've you always pay? nothing. It costs you zero. <laughs> Listen, I've, I've always, even when we didn't carry your stuff, I've always appreciated your products. I've yeah. always purchased them when I've seen them in other retailers' shelves because I knew it was a safe product to smoke and I was going to get something consistent every single time. I'm glad that we're able to uh, break bread, so to speak, and be able to do business. Yeah, you know what? Let me shake your hand because I appreciate that. You know, someone who, business is business, right? One day we and might And that's the other thing about you, okay. by the way, because we've told you no for four years <laughs> in a row. <laughs> well- it, it was a hard no, and you ne- you shook our hand, you looked us in the eye, and you said, at some point, this is going to happen. Well, it's not about, see, no and yes, it's not, you've got to remember something, that if you look after the product, okay, for me, if you if you do that right, and you do the basic stuff right, you know, the other stuff will come, okay? And it's about, you know, business is business, right? One day, you might, we might not do business, okay? You it don't know. It might happen. It might happen, yeah. right? But at the end of it, I hope that, you know, I, we can still have a conversation, have a cigar Absolutely. together. Okay? Absolutely. Because for, for me, sure. you know, once you've got a certain thing and you're at a certain level, it's like, okay, what what's next? You know? Yeah, and don't burn the, the bridge insight. down because no. time changes. And I'm, sure. I plan on being here as long as I possibly am alive to stay on. You're a young man. So we got a long history ahead of us. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, and there may be bumps in the road along the yeah. way, and if that happens, that it happens. Okay. But then it comes back, and the wheel turns. Yeah, you know, the wheel yeah. turns, as, as as Edgar says, and it's like you know when I when I hear that that you you're going out and not you know you're a gentleman I you know you will you hear that Dave you, right you hear that you all that well yet no he's, no well, he's from London for Christ's sake he knows no, 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 a gentleman no. when he sees one well you know you go out you've come to you know the events I've done at the the competition right and you've bought the stuff and i you know i respect that and i remember that and that's why for me i'll keep coming because the moment you stop doing that and you don't appreciate the cigar i know that yeah sure. there's, no, there's no denying that for sure how about future projects things down the line and and listen you're you're a manufacturer would that has a little bit of problem because of fda and everything you walked in at the time that you came into this industry so putting a new product out a future product I mean, is, are you hesitant to do that? You're not a guy that comes out with, oh, this release this year, this release that year. Oh, you know, okay, so there's two questions there, both great, by the way. Uh, one is the FDA, which I'll deal with in a second. The second thing is new product every year. Won't do it. Why? Because I think if you've got a core product that moves and turns and does the right thing for the retailers and it's consistent, it's everything. It's everything. It's everything. You don't want to get the one hit and distract customers, distract the retailers, and then it doesn't turn. There's no... Too you know, many times just, manufacturers have looked at those limited edition and limited runs, yeah. and they do hit, and people clamor for it, and they think, oh, this is going to be a way of advertising yeah. to the consumer, my core line. It never, never works, works because the guy that's searching for that product is on the next person's limited edition Correct. the next time. And so I don't, I know this might sound strange to you guys. I don't want to be the hottest thing on the market. I want, I don't want people to tweet. I don't want <laughs> Instagram this. I don't even know my bloody Instagram password, okay? I don't even know I have an account there. But yeah. what I want is people who enjoy the cigar for what it is consistently. And that's the key Slow thing. Slow and steady growth, Correct. like a good stock, right? Well, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Uh, something consistent. And then the FDA. Dave, uh, 
you know, again, spent a lot of money. Um, we had um, the same lawyers that the you know big guys had on retainer, and let me tell you, it's not cheap, right? I didn't think I'd end up in a skyscraper in New York City uh, after I left the finance business, but it happened. And you know, I never thought it would be a massive issue because I just don't believe ultimately that there's a political will to destroy an entire industry. Mm. I just don't believe it. And maybe there is. This country did prohibition. Let's remember that. Right. But they're capable of it, right? <laughs> they're capable of it, <laughs> yeah. but this product, tobacco has been around for 500 years, right? It built so, America. Right, right. And the UK, by the way. Yeah. And so I look at that and I think, okay, you know what? I just don't want to be caught in the mess, but I don't believe it's going to be a massive issue and we've got the lawyers is it that you don't believe it because the lawyers are saying to you listen you really the, have very the lawyers are saying the opposite the lawyers want me to you know do this and do that but i take the big picture view which is you know they're not firstly the way the a cigar works is it cannot it's not a uniform product it's like a bottle of wine okay each bottle of wine is different it ages in the bottle it changes you know the, the cork yeah. fit tighter whatever right. there's, a, there's a million things that can happen exactly so you can't have because it's not a uniform product how do you regulate it so now you have to use definitions right and the reason why there's very few lawsuits with the cigar thing based on the cigar is because a judge isn't going to sit there and say oh well this tastes different to this right because taste is subjective sure so if we do a deal and then Dave turns around and tells me, oh, well, this cigar is different, right? Of course it's different. Yeah, but there's no, you see what I'm saying? There's no yeah. legal basis for that, right? Because sure. it's the same size, same, you know, well, how's it different? Well, I think it tastes the same and you think it tastes different. Well, you know, how are we going to resolve this, right? Just tell him he's wrong and move about your day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. It's, it seems to work well for me. So yeah, um, FDA, you know, I don't know. What do you think, Dave? Think differently? Uh, no, I always worry, and uh, I've been fighting for years and years on these things and, and worry about the possibilities. Um, they made menthol in Massachusetts, menthol uh, cigarettes illegal. I never would have believed that would happen uh, with the money behind them and all that stuff. If you were in the flavored business, I'd be very, very worried for you. But in the, in the regular cigar business, I think we're going to be okay, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm banking on it. I continue to invest in my company. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah. Me too. I, again, it's, you know, the one thing I've learned in the financial markets is it's never as good as you think it is. It's never as bad, you know? Yeah. And that's the main thing. It's usually things go back to the trend, right? All right. We're smoking the Regis Black right now. You guys are going to flavor note. Jonathan doesn't. We're going to pass on him. You are getting taste, but you don't get... I can taste. I just am uh, struggling with my sense of smell. I got a couple of little whiffs okay. here. There is an underlying sweetness to the black label. And cocoa. there is no... You, you expect with a Nicaraguan cigar that there's going to be upfront spice, and there isn't. The spice comes much later and much more in the, the de Age, development. Age, harsh, it's smooth. Right. Although it's got plenty of of body to it, it has plenty of body. Yeah. And as and I, I've smoked it many times, but as the cigar develops, that's when you start getting a little bit of the the spice notes. Not yeah. aggressive pepper. It's just very subtle. It's more it's of an in, afterthought. Yeah, in the it's sort of in the nose, nasal spice. But here's 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 the way that I always you know try to make the cigars, which is you know just like you have a dinner. And you start, you know, mousse bouche, starter, you know, main course, cheese, dessert, you know, coffee. Do it in order, right? There's a there's yeah. a thing behind this, right? In London. Well, you know. <laughs> we eat our dessert first here. Yeah. Oh, the French do that. But yeah, the, the point is I, I wanted it, you know, some of the great, the truly great Cuban cigars that I've smoked, 
they draw you in. They draw you in. It's like a great film, you know. You like you don't even know what time it is. You're watching it. You know, it draws you. And that's a great cigar. You shouldn't realize you're smoking it almost. You can definitely get lost in this cigar. You know, it just takes you. Away that voice from that you're hearing, Akil, is Barry. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. <laughs> yes. uh, he doesn't Sorry talk to much. startle you, but yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting cocoa, and we actually put a poll to our listeners about the perceived yeah. strength. Okay. And we did one to two, three to four, five to six, seven to eight. If you think it's more than eight, you're crazy. Um, no <laughs> seven. Get the. You're yeah. out of your friggin' mind. You, uh, that's currently last place. <laughs> it's more than medium. Yeah, no, the, no. Uh, the listeners of the show See, say I, I, three to four. This is absolutely five. 100% approachable by every single cigar smoker, and you like it. I like There's it. no way you could say it's a seven. You don't like cigars that are sevens. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I do. so like, the chat room is the lead the, is three to four, the second is five times, to six, and there's actually one vote for seven to eight. I'll go five. Now there's two. The number of yeah. times and, that and, I yelled and, at the TV <laughs> while you were and on. the guy is a five, and I'm at a seven. Yeah, you're right. You're All right, right let's go to break. We'll continue this uh, while uh, you guys aren't listening to us, and I'll get them straightened out. But um, has Regis been rated, and has it been rated fairly? If so, what does that really mean? We're going to talk about cigar ratings when we get back. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light, for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich. 
and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes. Four sizes, including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple. Exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Hello and good afternoon, it's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. We are back and we're smoking Regis with a keel. Welcome back, everybody. What is Regis? Where, where is the name? It's not your name? No, it's not yet anyway. Um, it uh, means king in Latin. So the whole idea was we made a cigar that, uh, you know, sounded nice. So people picked it up and tried it because, you know, back then, the Nicaraguan cigars that were imported to the UK weren't very good and yeah. um, you know they were marketed as a bundled cheap cigar as a way of I guess showing that the Cubans were very superior to that yeah uh, so if you think about 10 years ago that was actually the beginning of the big thing happening in Nicaragua yeah, more of a Nicaraguan yeah. boom that kind of kicked off yeah. 10 years ago Dominican was the hot one 10 years ago and now certainly Nicaragua has taken power for it um, okay we're talking about cigar ratings right now and uh Ratings is an evaluation or assessment of something in terms of quality. Not necessarily when it comes to cigars. It's more personal is what I think. That's why at the end of our show, you, you never see us giving a rating to a cigar. No. We're telling you if we like it, flavor notes. I think it's very subjective. Um, and I agree. Although you rate cigars with numbers. Yes. Subjective to your palate. Right. Okay. Uh, we do do it on Cigar Journal because that is our job to do. We do it blindly. And uh, we try to do it with a lot of respect when we put that number to it because this is somebody's baby when you deal with it, but we're trying to be true to what happens to it anyway. There's a 100-point scale that exists out there. That's what most people use, uh, certainly in the industry, but it didn't start in the cigar industry. Some people think it was Cigar Aficionado that started it uh, because of Wine Spectator that they own, and they did it on Wine Spectator, but it wasn't Wine Spectator. They actually borrowed it from a book entitled The Emperor of Wine by Robert Parker. Uh -huh. And um, 
he also has a wine advocate newspaper that came out in 1970. So this is mm. where the whole 100-point scale began. And the scale actually started at 50. So people think it's 1 to 100, and it's not. It's 50 to 100. And nothing ever gets less than a 50. Well, and because, I, I mean, by and large, if you can ferment COVID. grapes and you make wine, you're going to be at a 50. Right. It's wine. Yeah. Less than that, it's, it's not wine. shape of a cigar, it should be <laughs> it should, at a 50 exactly. just because it's shaped properly, right? Um, in school, you know, 50, 60 and below is poor, and that's how I look at it as, you know, uh, something in the 50s would be poor, 60s is still a poor grade, um, 70s would be fair, 80s would be good, 90s would be excellent. Um, and if I take a cigar into two guys for the price and what it's supposed to be, it's usually excellent to begin with. So Because we smoke a lot of the shit so people don't have right. to. There's a whole process that goes into accepting a cigar. And to be honest with you, up until recently, everything's been excellent uh, that has come out. Now, because of the rush of, of shortages, we're starting to see things uh, fall uh, below that. But it's been really good over the past uh, years. Um, all cigar, all wine magazine have adopted the uh, scale of uh, 50 to 100. You've seen that through all the cigar magazines uh, with... Um, Smoke magazine that came out, latest cigar journal, and every blogger pretty much has adopted that that scale. And as far as the scales go, we really see anything below an eighty ever. Again, if it makes it to the market to begin with, I think it has to be good in order to make it certainly to the U.S. market. So that's where the scale is. Where I see um, right now, where the scale goes. Do you have anything to say? About that, of how the scale goes, do you agree with what I'm saying? Of, you know, yeah, I'm just waiting. You know, we're in the age of inflation, Dave. I'm waiting for someone to get an 102 rating. You know? mm. <laughs> I've, I've been tempted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Uh, call me cynical. Yeah, 69 is now known as 96 yeah. because the economy, yeah. the price of eating <laughs> out, has gone up. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, yeah. very good. <laughs> I'm going to use that. You, you, you got it in. Hey Barry, you gonna, you, <laughs> to get to get us off the subject for one second, you, you did a poll uh, last week uh, with Pizza Bowl. Yeah, the the question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And being on a diet, I had a huge craving for pizza last week, but I did not cave. Um, but I asked Pizza, "What's your favorite topping?" And uh, we listed just cheese, pepperoni, sausage, meatball, bacon, pineapple, anchovies, peppers and onions, mushrooms, and other. And uh, Just cheese one, right? No, pepperoni one. Just cheese uh, actually came in near the bottom. Uh, second was sausage. That's because you didn't put the greatest food combination known to man and on there, which is pineapples and jalapenos. No. And third was anchovies. Wow. Yeah, you got mm -hmm. some weird listening to that. <laughs> Which is my favorite, so. Yeah, my mother does the anchovies, anchovies too. My yep. mother does it, too. But pepperoni, you see, everybody has cheese and pepperoni, no matter where you go, at yep. the very least. 45% of the vote. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we have another question on the CigarAuthority.com on the right-hand side, just beneath the Cigar Authority cookbook graphic, which we'll get ah. to later, is the VS question of the week. Click that and... Uh, let us know what you think on the current poll, and we'll share the results next week right here on the podcast. Dave, the chat room says on the Dave scale, too strong equals medium plus. Yeah. 
Yeah, on your scale. Yeah, I like mild to medium. Yeah. Yeah, but when you say but it's you eight like or that nine. cigar. It's a seven. It's, it's me- not yeah, it's a, a seven. Plus. <laughs> it's a medium plus. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so on your scale, it equates to mild plus. And that's why things shouldn't be, shouldn't, shouldn't, you know, why I don't like putting ratings and giving numbers to it. You force me to do it each time and give you a number. <laughs> I, I've never forced you anything. You could just stop talking about the strength of cigars altogether, and I'd be happier. I'm right. smart, you're dumb. I'm exactly. big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. Matilda. Funny I can do about it. <laughs> Barry, you're one of the first bloggers out there. You've been rating cigars since the beginning, um, according to your... Scale, do you know what your number one rating was? Uh, a few of them, but the first one was Padron Principe, got 100. There's a couple of sizes of Atabay that have gotten 100. So you've hit the 100 mark. I've hit the 100 mark. Do you know what your lowest? Yeah, it was a cigar called Andretti, which I didn't want to review. And the <laughs> manufacturer who sent me cigars basically tore me apart. I sent you free cigars for you to review. I go, I didn't want to review it because it's going to get a horrible rating. And he goes... I sent you to put up the review, so I put up the review, and it scored in the 60s. Somebody sends you a cigar, you feel obligated to actually review it because they sent it to you? <sighs> some people do. Some people don't. Were you, were you, did you ask for those cigars? No, I did, did not. Did he call you and ask you, can I send you cigars? I have never asked for cigars in you a serious manner. Shit. I've joked around with Skip Martin with the whole weasel thing, yeah. but I have never asked for cigars. Okay. And when they come in, you say, okay, if it's good, I'm going to rate it. If it's good, I'm going to review it. If I think it sucks, I'm not going to review it because it's not up to me to destroy somebody else's dreams. Ah, okay. Huh. Well, um, you have ethics. Do you, do you recall any um, review out there, yours or somebody else's, mm-hmm. that was an unfair review? Yeah, I do. I mean, there was a, a gimmick cigar that was made in the shape of a baseball bat. That obviously was meant more to be a conversation piece, or even Skip Martin's femur, which was 144 ring gauge and <laughs> thereabout, which was meant to be more of a conversation piece. And, and it was had- reviewed as if it was a cigar that was meant to be smoked. And uh, I think the baseball bat got a 27 rating on another cigar blogger site. And it was a work of art. I mean, it had the, the, the striping around the handle of the bat. Yeah, it, looked, yeah. it was gorgeous. Yeah, I've seen the pipe ones. Yeah, and... those aren't meant to be smoked. Those yeah. are, you know, collector's pieces, things to show off. Yeah, yeah. How about we do Cigar Journal, and we have um, four of us, all four of us are on the review of Cigar Journal. Mm-hmm. Do you ever remember giving something a terrible rating or a I high I think rating? the lowest rating I've ever given on Cigar Journal was an 82. And it Same. got it got like an eighty three in the magazine. Yeah. So I was on board, and I think the highest rating I ever gave was a ninety seven, and I think it got like a ninety four in the magazine. I'm probably right right where you are, uh, I, and I have been surprised on it. We don't know what we're no. smoking when we do it, right. and then after everybody's is in, then they send us before the magazine comes out. Here's the number of the cigars, and here's what what. Uh, uh, what they were. They don't tell you what the collaboration it's, number was. It's true. And like the first cigar, actually, the longer version of this, the Robusto, Cigar Journal gave that 95. And, and my dear friend Colin Ganley owned the magazine at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I called him and I said, well, you know, I appreciate it, but why'd you do it? And he told me point blank. He said, listen, the cigar's good. And I had nothing to do with that. Correct. Mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact that they don't. Having four of the 20 people that review a certain size of a certain brand, we talk after they're in and, and, you know, I don't want to know what their ratings are beforehand, but we're usually one 
Yeah, we're all with yeah, yeah. 98, 99% of yes. the time we're within plus because one. Most, and way. sometimes we get a cigar that I didn't carry, yeah. and all of a sudden it does get a good review from mm-hmm. me, blind, mm-hmm. and I re- revisit that cigar, or I decide, oh, this is the reason why I don't carry that cigar. Mm-hmm. It's not because it's not a good cigar. It's, you know, again. A most good- of what is on the Cigar Journal uh, list that we go by is very subjective, um, objective rather. Things does it burn well? That's not a, a, a up to a debate. You Correct. look at it and That's it burns right. well. What's your combustion line look like? Does it hold an ash? These are things that are indisputable facts about a cigar. You ha- it has to perform well as a cigar, right. and then in addition to that, it also can't have off-putting flavors. It can't smell like a burning candle. You know, there's there's a host of other things that are still objective. Where you you're at seventy five points at that point. And now you, you, the last 25 points may be your opinion. Yeah. So here's like one thing I think we're at a disadvantage at when we get cigars from uh, Cigar Journal. We're only getting one. I was just going right. to say And I think thing. every oh, yeah. cigar deserves at least three. It's been less than five minutes. He's already asking for more cigars, and he said he didn't do it. And I said that he was full of shit, and he is full because of shit. Because it's a handmade product. I mean – a, a, a bunching could be off. The, yeah. the roll could be slightly off. But they're going to make that up in the law of averages. But yes, right. manufacturer is, sends in a box of 20 yeah. or 25, 20 or 25 people are going to review that cigar. Right. And if everybody has burn problems, right. it's a shit no, brand. Sometimes even, that has happened. I end up writing right in the comment thing. That you can't the, do the it. The burn problem is an issue. When I, say, I hate to give a bad rating for it, but I have to. Here's what the number is of that. And if I did have a second one and do it, and I say, okay, it was just yeah. one, one off. Do you know but if it really, they, really happens? Do, do they ever toss high and low? Do you know how? I don't they, know. You got to figure it's like the Olympics. They get rid of the high score and the low yeah. score. Yeah, is that what they do? Uh, you would assume they would do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We I don't, don't know. know. We know nothing. They should. Uh, I just watched curling, the women's curling team. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. That's I thought you'd be more into synchronized swimming or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, there's, so you as a cigar brand owner, and here you are out there um, trying to sell your stuff and doing events and promotions and uh, working on the blends and everything you end up doing. Uh, now it goes to a blogger. What is your feeling on on the blogger? Uh, <laughs> even the, the magazine got the magazines. His people that you put a product out. I don't know if there's besides the liquor industry and wine, but you know you don't have somebody reviewing Q-tips. Right. And and um, do you send cigars to bloggers? Oh no, for no. review? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> the real, the legit publications don't. They want to buy the cigars because right, they have right to be up. on the shelf. Right. They have to. So, you know, anybody who, like when Barry started, he was just a consumer yeah. and he decides someday I, I want to uh, start writing about cigars and doing it. Mm-hmm. And people are looking at this, um, you know, so you, you've seen it, Barry. There's some madmen out there. That- yeah, there, there are people that gave us a bad name at the RTDA, yes. PCPR that went around trick-or-treating. I mean, you stood up for us and got us yeah. into the trade show. But there are some people that, yeah. you know, give me cigars. Right. Yeah. And, and, then they, and, and for some reason may uh, trash somebody's, which I don't mm-hmm. believe that our job is to trash anything you know no and i've changed over the years you know i was a guy that when i first started would 
do 82s and 83s. And as I've gotten older and gotten more respect for the industry and been in multiple facets of the industry, it's an opinion. And if I don't like a cigar, I'm not going to share that opinion. I'm going to let somebody else determine that for themselves. If I like a cigar, I'm going to let the world know this is a good cigar. And there are readers of the Cigar Authority that will call up and say, hey, you gave the cigar a 95. Send me a box. Yeah. I trust your palate because we have a similar palate. As opposed to turning into the critic and criticizing, you know, building a brand around criticizing a brand or, or, you know, you can see favors, you know, they like this guy, they don't like that guy. And yeah, and there are people that like to give a bad review just to stir the pot. Yeah. That's wrong in my eyes. Yeah. Does it happen to you? You want to know the truth? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I can say what I want, right? Yeah. Because, you know, here's the thing. We're living in this social media world, Dave, where everyone's opinion counts, right? Apparently. And, you know, what does it need? What do you need to become, you know, a blogger these days? Like, yeah, there's no credentials, right? Yeah, it's anybody a joke, can do it. Mate. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a fucking joke. Sorry, hundred and fifty dollars to reg- register a domain, <laughs> and you're uh, you're all set. You know, and the level of journal, like you know, I'm going to call it out, Dave. You know, I had to send a blogger a cease and desist last month. Uh, you know, because they refused to let me fact check anything, and they, you know, it's what you know, it's tabloid journalism. What you guys, I guess, would call yellow journalism. You know, it's just there's no ethics, there's no quality control. You know, these guys, they think they run everything. And guess what? You guys, you know, the bloggers out there, and there's a few good ones, but you need the manufacturers to cooperate with you. Because if you don't, there's no way you can look at that and tell me what the cigar is, right? Yeah. You yeah. know? So. There's so much bad information, is what I find out there, too, that yeah. um, they, they got it wrong. Uh, and the they, information is wrong. And there they are. And, and there's no. Uh, follow-up like uh, a, a magazine would have to do or a newspaper would have to do is reprint yeah. print a um, retraction retraction yeah. yeah let me i'm going to tell you guys you know you know have you heard of half wheel of course heard of them. yeah yeah you've heard of them of yeah. course. That's i sent from. them i sent them a cease and desist yeah they're a big player in the industry for those that don't know them yeah. are they are they though dave are they they're more i think more an industry publication than they are necessarily for consumers. Well, I think I more know, people yeah. in the industry read it than... Well, let me tell you something, right? I, I sent them a cease and desist because I have no use for these guys. Um, you know, you, you probably read read the websites. Um, let me tell you, right? In my short time in this business, I've dealt with the... Is, like, is, that, is that a cease and desist for rating the cigar? No, I can't do that because there's a First Amendment right in this country that you can write what you want. And that's that's great. It's a cease and desist to stop uh, contacting me because, you know, I don't want to be anywhere near that. You know, they have no credibility. I think they're... Um, but, you know, it's it's not, not a good setup over there. And, and let me explain why. Okay. Because in my short time... In this business, Dave, you know, I've dealt with the likes of the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times, uh, Cigar Journal, Cigar Aficionado, Rob Report. These are legitimate publications with journalists with integrity and ethics, and they want to have the right story. Okay. That's and, everything because that's their only job yeah, is to report. But when, exactly. But when I say right story, if you want to rate my cigar in 85, I'm okay with that. But make sure the facts are right. Okay. Make sure the facts are correct. So, so, what's, the problem, the so what's the bad facts? The blend? Yeah, the, sometimes the blend and, you know, certain other things, which, you know, again, because we're in a legal dispute now, I can't get into the specifics of it. 
but yes, the you know some of the blends and some of the stuff around the industry with regards to you know who owns what and who does this and who does that. You know, it's, it's just there's no quality control at all, and the blogger the blogosphere I call it. It's it's really. You know, as you say, you need $150, I guess, to set up a website. And it's, it's, there's really no, you know, quality control. So going back, you know, you know, the likes of, uh, you know, some great journalists out there, Nick Folks, you know, Nick Hammond, great people, you know, Greg Matola at Cigar Shinada, Rick Colton Hacker at the Rob Report. These are legit guys, you know, James Suckling, all of these guys, legit, legit guys who are journalists. They've been trained as journalists. They don't want to sensationalize anything to create, you know, uh, views or whatever they call it, hits, I guess they call it these days. You know, they don't want to, you know, what they want to do is report what the product is and what they think of it. Okay. They don't want to just create, you know, controversy. And they're not hiding behind the fact that there is opinion involved in the rating system, but they're not, they're not reporting misinformation. Yeah. I mean, look, okay, let's talk about Halfway. You want, you want to talk about them? You know, these guys aren't journalists. Like, there's one guy there, Brooks, he's a photographer, okay? Then you've got Charlie, who, you know, I don't know if he's been to journalist school or not, but, you know, the guy is, you know, no people skills at all, firstly, right? And secondly, it's just, you know, he's got the journalistic ability of a plant, okay? To be perfectly honest with you. (laughs) And yeah, I don't care. It's going out. I have nothing to prove. I'll say what... I'll say what I think. You know, it's an opinion, and you know, this is a free country, right, Dave? I asked a question. I guess hey. <laughs> <laughs> I got the answer, and uh, oh, you know, not where I thought that was going. Yeah. But, um, so you actually have a lawsuit? Um, it's not a lawsuit. I sent them a cease and desist. Uh, they reply, you know, I'll send it to you if you want. Uh, oh. I've got nothing to hide, and not only will I send you what I sent them, but I'll send you their response. Okay, because I'm a fair guy, and I think that. You know, both sides deserve to be heard. So I'll send you that. Um, you know, I'll talk to my lawyers, but I'm pretty sure you can publish that well, if you want to. Uh, I hate when, when this stuff ends up happening in this industry yeah. because um, a lot of it could be done with a phone call and as opposed to getting the lawyers involved. Yeah, and right. It costs you money and it costs them money. And did you try to rectify them? I did over, over years and years. You know, oh, I said, okay. this wasn't a, a one-time no, Oh, God, no. Yeah, this has been going on for years. And, you know, I've said, let's talk about this. Let's, let me fact check They were it. hurting your brand? They, you know what? Uh, yes. And okay. the, the United States, uh, you know, the bar for libel is quite high. In the UK, it's a lot less high. So, you know, there's different avenues open. But uh, it's a question of, you know, I've been in this business. You've built businesses, Dave, okay? You know what we give, the risks we take. We take our chances in life, okay? And you either, you know, it comes up or it doesn't, right? You win or you lose. Yeah, yeah. And no one hears about the losers, okay? And it's not up to some guy, right? No business, you know, he, it, it, you're shitting on people's parade for no reason. And well, these guys give their lives. I'm okay with it because... You know what? I can do different things, whatever. But, you know, Edgar, you know, a lot of the reps, you know, one crazy truck driver away, right, from, you know, an untimely demise. Right. And, you know, to, to do this, right, and to go and to say, okay, this cigar is not good or to trash that company, it's a disgrace, Dave. It's a fucking disgrace, mate. Well, w- while I fought for the I'll bloggers the bloggers to be able to go to the trade show, which, yeah, it's, believe me, I sat on the board of directors and they didn't want them on, and I fought for them to get on because I said, listen, yeah. they're good for our industry. 
they're mostly fans so big fans of the industry, and we're going to get advertising and promotion and everything in a positive way, which will be good for the industry. And every once in a while, yeah, there's something written, but I think there's more good than there's bad. No? <laughs> Uh, is, is that is that a loaded question? <laughs> it, 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 you know, I'm. I'm listen, I, I like. Do you feel? Listen, do you I, feel like you were handed an unfair hand by them in how you were treated? Yes, absolutely. Like you know, I know Will Cooper. I know you know some of these other guys, and they're ethical. And well, the they Will is definitely. He, Will Cooper is definitely a stand-up guy. He's a straight shooter. He's somebody that is going to yeah. look you in the eye. He's going to shake your hand, and right. he, and if he misprints something. He will print a, a retraction and correct right, the mistake. Exactly. Whereas, you know, these guys are too, for, for arrogance or whatever you want to call it, they don't want to ever admit they're wrong. And I think it needed someone to stand up to this and say, you know what, enough is enough. I'm not going to deal with that. Um, is it good for the industry? In my opinion, no. Like, what's our real competition here? It's the government. You know? Right, right. We should be... What yeah, it should be don't is, fight amongst it should each be a other. rising tide raising yeah, all the ships. Yeah, yeah. Don't fight amongst each other. I hate it. I hate it. And and, and I want to open it to them if they want to rebuttal when you're not here or something. No, I, on, you know what? I, you're a fair guy, Dave. Yeah. yeah, have them on. Let them defend their record. Yeah. Something tells me they won't show up, but that's no, neither here nor there. Yeah. You know, let's see. And and but but the point point I'm trying to make is that you can't have, you know. Um, we, we, we're facing enough issues with the government and regulations and this and that and taxes and whatnot, right? And you have someone who, and again, there's a whole ecosystem behind this stuff, right? So, you know, I'm the brand owner, fine, whatever, say what you want, right? This guy, you know, I've had calls from him 11 at night driving back, you know, you know, trying to make a living, right? All the other guys, and you've had these calls yeah. too since you've started. And what, you know, some guy in his garage on a computer does uh, you know, may or may not affect it, but it's it's unnecessary. Yeah. You know, and it's my right also not to be a part of that. Okay. And you know, again, the publications I mentioned, as I said, you know, say what you will about them, and people do. But Cigar Aficionado, legit publication. Absolutely. They pay their dues. Yeah, of course. Right. Rob Report, legit publication. Cigar Journal, Financial Times. I mean, you can't get bigger than that. Yeah. And they have procedures on how to deal with things. Okay. Even if the the Sun, uh, it's a tabloid newspaper like the New York Post, right, or the Washington sure. Times, right? These guys, they're publishing a story the next day on like you know you've been caught sleeping with you know three one legged prostitutes or whatever. Yeah, those are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, they'll tell you. I have you. a leg up on them. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Well, they can't get their leg over, right? But no, the uh, they'll tell you the day before. Hey, do you have any comment on this? Is this accurate? Okay, because they want to give you the chance to. Before they publish it. Right. Yeah. Before they hurt you. Before, the, well, they, they're going to do it, right? This is not about censorship. This is about making sure that the facts are right because okay. the facts are the main thing. If you, anyone can have an opinion, as we've seen with Instagram and bloggers and all that, right? But the facts are the facts, okay? And if you're going to say a cigar is 6 by 50 when it's 5 by 50 right? Because you haven't, you don't know any different, that's wrong. That's wrong. Well, don't you well, have a website where someone could go and do their own fact-checking? Well, it's other stuff. Yeah, the website is one thing, but it's other stuff. Like, okay, you're going you're gonna to do a story. I don't want to get you in trouble, so don't give too much information. No, and I, open no, no I, won't, I won't get it. This is beauty of this is my company, so no one's going to find me, right? But it's – and that's why I like it, by the way. He knows. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, I, if there's a story that's going to be published or you want to do a story, 
say, say it to me. You know, these other manufacturers, you know, I'm sure that there's a few that agree with me, by the way. Just this is not the first time that I've heard uh, it's rumblings. the first time I heard it on the show that somebody actually <laughs> exactly that's had the ball <laughs> off the record. I've it. heard, I've yeah. heard things. Oh, you know but what? You're, it's you're not, hurt by it. And I no, it's not, I'm sorry for it. I'm sorry. No, you know what? It's 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 not about being hurt or not being hurt. Listen, you know, it's like playing chess, right? They make a move, you make a move, they make a move. It's just business. It's not your competition, though. It's, yeah, it's cigar media, which should should, should all be on everybody's side. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Ray, someone, this chip, right? someone has spent their life, right? And there's an ecosystem of people right down to the workers, right? Who, you know, in the factories and stuff who give their life to something. Sure. Okay. And I just think it's unfair, right? There are people who, you know, cigars is the only thing they have, right? Literally the only thing and they have to make it. And it's not fair for someone who's lived, I would say, a relatively very comfortable life to then go and say, Oh, you know what? This is terrible. And by the way, here's a f- whatever rating, and you know, just to generate headlines, you know. Yeah, yeah. And to, to be frank with you, uh, Calf Wheel haven't read them in years. Well, if they're not getting the stuff on your cigar correct, what would make you think that anything else on the whole site's yeah. correct? Well, I, I, I do list. I do look at it. Barry must look at it. Right? Oh. This information. I look at it there. daily. Um, Anyway, um, all right, let's go to break, and when we come back, um, what are the best rated, rated the best, I don't know how far I want to go with this. Uh, if they hey, have Dave, the, you wanted the truth, right? Yeah, I want the truth, yeah. always. All right. Uh, according to who is, uh, <laughs> is, is a big part of it. Uh, right. Follow the money, let your vote, let them vote with the wallet is the way we do ratings when we talk about our um, Cigar of the Cigar Year. Of the year. Uh, we'll talk about that and a lot more in just a few minutes. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers.
You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar-smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Terrence Riley from Aganor Salif, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Greatest day of our lives. It is, and we're back, and we're talking to Akil, and we're talking ratings, reviews, and uh, apparently I, I hit a pain point in the last hour, but uh, welcome back. Everybody was still here, and uh, send those uh, email uh, Bad things and stuff to directly to Akil, <laughs> so I don't I don't have to even the look at hey, Listen, I'm, I'm not on social media, so good yeah. luck with that, guys. Good luck with it. <laughs> and and if you ever looked, you know, we're, we're talking about 
bloggers and stuff that would write something you wouldn't like. If you ever went onto social media, you lose your mind because oh, now you're talking it. consumers that it seems. To me, they that they only throw the shit out. They don't talk good. A lot of them just go to the bad side. Yeah, but you know what, Dave? That's okay. Why? Because they bought the cigar, and it's their right to do that too. You know. Well, that that's the fine line of uh, you know what is the right of I guess in the United States we have the freedom of speech and we can say what we want. Is there freedom of speech to a blogger? Yes. But so my my thing is that you make a cigar for everyone, you make a cigar for no one because you can't please everyone. Right, okay? right, of course. Right. So the difference is if you're a public figure or you're a, you know, you have uh, exposure to and you're an influencer or whatever you want to call that. Yeah. You know, you have a uh, duty of care almost. Not a legal duty, but you have a duty, a journalistic ethical duty to – you know, this cigar's not for me, but someone who likes this might like it. Or yeah, you know, yeah. just that's where I like to try to go anyway. Yeah. Uh, listen, we we have owners of cigar brands that are up here, and they give me some strong, strong cigar, yeah. and I'm sitting there with them, and I try to t- to say what do I like about it, as opposed. But to, even let, even let me go to it's it's way too strong. It's way too this. Even way. on the show, though, when something is outside of your wheelhouse, you will say. It's burning well. It's drawing well. Yeah. So it is performing as a good cigar. However, it is entirely too strong for me. Now, that is a way of signaling all of the people that align themselves with your palate. This is not for them. And all the people that align themselves with the opposite of your palate, this is for them. I've done it before where I say to somebody, oh, my God, this cigar is way too much. I can't smoke it. It's the last time I'll ever smoke the cigar. And all of a sudden, we have a run on them. Right. How does that end up happening? Because they have the opposite of mine saying, right. if Dave doesn't like it, I do <laughs> like it. Uh, we, the second cigar we're going to smoke is something you brought oh, to us yeah. we know nothing about. Here we go, boys. Today's so, second and, uh, cigar is... Make right. sure you get the uh, facts right on this. I don't want to... Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, listen, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will so pass one got, over to Ed. Ed, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Japs, here you go. Thank you. So this is a big cigar. Thank you. Last but not this least. is a petite Corona, right? <laughs> yeah. Just fact-checking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you never know these days. Like, actually, you can call it whatever you want, <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, this is actually a... Um, a cigar that uh, so I uh, I made I've made a cigar called the Reserver as you know okay. which you bought blind somehow um, mistake no I'm kidding um, <laughs> so this is a uh, different size in that blend I call it the A size and I just want you guys to uh, enjoy it something a little bit special and uh, is it know, coming out uh, it will be at some point I just don't know when. Um, and I want to, it's only going to be to certain people that have supported me and all the rest of it. You know how it works. Okay. And, um, um, has this been aged and ready to go or is this right off the rolling table or? No, this is, uh, this is probably, Christ, uh, it's, it's good to smoke. It's not aged, but it's good to go. Good to go. I I say that because we, we do smoke cigars Mm -hmm. and people, we're lucky enough that a manufacturer may bring bring a blend to us Mm -hmm. and we have to actually cut out that it's not ready yet yeah. type of thing and put that behind us and know how it's going to be in the future, just something we have to do. So let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you yeah. by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal <sighs> S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, 
and excellence. Excellence. So this will be called the Regis Reserva yeah. A, there you go. maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I haven't decided on the name. Okay. But, you know, you want a barnyard on a cold draw. You wanted something special, and here it is. Some raisin. Yeah, I had wheat, earth, a little subtle sweetness. I thought you didn't have any technique. No. Jonathan oh. doesn't have much taste, but he thinks he says he does. Oh, for the COVID. I'm not, I'm not going to buy it. It comes and goes. If I really concentrate and focus and I do a little retro nasal activity, I can. Is it coming back? Or it could be a long, long time before you get. I have no idea. Jonathan, no one waited for you. Yeah, yeah we lit it. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Duke by Lotus featuring single action, three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and on the back, a full-size flip-out guillotine cutter with a tray to catch all of the schmuckus that comes off the end of your cigar. This lighter retails for $59.99 and is the Lotus Duke. I like it because I am a guillotine cutter. Um, I saw you just... Cut the end off by yourself. You just peel it off. Yeah, sorry. Um, That's it's all right. Habit. Yeah, it's yep. uh, you know just because the TSA steal all my stuff, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they take my fancy cutters and all that. Unfortunately, I can't use my hand to make a fire. But if I could, believe me, I would. Okay. Yeah. Early aggressive. <laughs> Early aggressive. I got popcorn. Yeah, with unbutted popcorn. Unbutted popcorn with black pepper on it. A lot of black pepper. I don't have a lot of pepper. No, I don't have a lot of pepper either. Yeah, I don't. don't. Mm. Uh, but this is definitely popcorn that was popped Nicaraguan on puro? the stove. Yep, Nicaraguan. Uh, you can get that floralness. That it's, this is a this is a special cigar, Dave. Well, for me anyway. Okay. Um, a sizes. Come on. Not man. not not <laughs> the not the most point. All right, here we go. <laughs> and, and here you up. You know you will put. And I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I never smoked your Churchill, and I will after the show. That's the cigar I'm going to go with because you said that's the one you, you like the most. Uh, talking a 47 ring gauge, 7 by 47. Not the most popular as people are getting into big, bigger ring gauges and things like that. But I bet the flavor is all there. We'll see. I've been smoking the your smaller sizes mm-hmm. myself. But um, what's the best according to who? Is mm. what bloggers do, what um, cigar magazines do, especially when they do cigars of the year, top twenty-five mm. cigars of the year. This is the top twenty-five according to who? Right. I respect Cigar Journal so much because they do hand it over to all these different people. The a minimum, yeah. a, a minimum of twenty people that are actually, and they handpick who they who are the, they're doing it, and the thing comes in. More accurate than, unfortunately, one person on one particular day is deciding the fate of that cigar brand, which I have a problem with. Barry, you'll often smoke a cigar a second time, though. If you had a bad experience with it. Always three. At least three. Even that Andretti cigar, I gave it three tries. I might have chucked the second and third one halfway through, (laughs) but I still gave it three tries. Yeah, it was the same. And that brand doesn't exist anymore. No, to my knowledge, no. What if you you were part of that reason? I won't feel guilty because the guy pressured me into putting a review up. Yeah, okay. If he didn't pressure me and I played a role in it, yeah, I would feel guilty. That's why I don't do it now. But you told him that. But I told him that it wasn't going to be a good review. The cigar wasn't that good. There you go. And he was adamant about me putting up a review. He said, you're not going to like it. (laughs) 
Okay. Did you hear from him? Oh, yeah, he that? didn't like it. <laughs> well, you know, look, for me, here's the difference between me and a lot of people. If I don't sell a single cigar ever again, it's not really going to affect me in terms of, like, the way I do my life and the way I live, right? Yeah. So I can afford to lie, to say what I think and, you know, so, again, if I've insulted anyone, I apologize. But, you know, what you see is what you get. And yeah. No, I, I understand your passion and bothered by it, and I appreciate your honesty yeah. of of saying it, um, because that's me too. That I I can't hold back if somebody asks me the question and don't ask me the question, and I made a mistake. Sometimes I, you don't uh, hold back when no one asks you the question. <laughs> yeah, but Dave, <laughs> ask the question. You've been in this and you've built businesses, right? You yeah. know what it takes. You took your chances, right? And you see it. Yeah, you've been through it, you know. And that's what I have the issue with, which is, you know, you. Don't know. His balls friggin' clank when he walks down the stairs. <laughs> There's no know, question. There, there was, a, there was a review. What is that thing where people review places they go to? Yelp. Yelp. Oh, God. So I'd look on Yelp <laughs> oh, every boy. once in a while, yeah. and I read this terrible review of two guys in Salem, the store we're in. Is that the one where they said, Mr. J's an asshole? No. <laughs> no. All right. No. That was my favorite. I think that was Google. <laughs> this yeah, one. You're right. Send this one, me. the guy says... Um, I went into the store and it's a big, beautiful building. And I went in, I heard so much about it. And I went in and oh my God, the big selection and the big walk in humidor uh, with the boxes in it. And then I grabbed a cigar and I went into the lounge and there was ashes and stuff in the ashtray. Hmm. And they didn't have the ashtray clean. And um, because of that, I think the school store was disgusting and blah, 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 blah. And you know me with the cleanliness of what it has to be. The bathroom has to be cleaned multiple times a day. The ashtrays have to be cleaned every hour. But, hey, we're waiting on a customer. It's not like stop waiting on the customer and clean the ashtray. As soon as you're done with the customer, clean the ashtray. Was it just the ashtray? It was the ashtray. That was, was the, the problem. That was the complaint, And the yeah. guy trashed it. I'll never go back there again and all this stuff. And I look and I go, oh, my God. And I come back and I said, hey, I want everybody to see this Yelp review that we got, how terrible it is. What can we do so this never happens again? And my manager at the time said, okay, I'm going to put this clock on the computer that every hour, in case maybe multiple hours went by and nobody grabbed it, it pops up yeah. and it says, has the ashtray been, ashtray's been cleaned? Uh, and it keeps going and saying that verbally and written until you end up hitting the space bar and stopping it. And at that point, you own it, and you got to go clean the ashtray so that we would be on top of it. So in one way, he made me figure out a way right. so it doesn't happen again. But that's out there forever and ever. Yeah. And I'm being trashed because – and who knows if that guy was my competitor or – you know, wanted me to be sound. Who knows? Can, can let me just hiding uh, behind? Yeah, the, exactly. The keyboard. So that keyboard so I, yeah. Well, so that's what I was going to say, which is you can't please everyone, and that's you know you've got to come to terms with that. Obviously, me, you, everyone, right? But if someone comes so to me face to face and says, "Hey, I've got an issue with this," now that guy is helping me. Helping, but yeah. also he's... Constructive criticism? Yeah, correct. Yes. But not just that. But, but he's, he's being a man. He's, he's coming exactly. right to and your he's face, saying, looking you in the eye. Exactly. And he's saying, listen, I've got a problem with X, right? So now I'm forced to say, right, well, I can deal with it one of two ways. I can say, fuck you. You know, I'm not going to uh, deal with this. Or I can say, right, does this guy have a legitimate complaint? And the problem with the internet is anyone can say anything at any time. 
So I tend to give it less truck. But something like that, same thing. I would have like, okay, fine. Maybe he's got a legitimate complaint, but it carries more weight with a phone call or someone actually telling you, hey, this is who I am and this is what I feel. Okay, because people don't remember the facts. They remember how you made them feel. Always. And that's why maybe he had a bad day. Who knows? But then the question is, how can you, you know, improve? And that's my, that's the way I, you know, if someone tells, tells me, hey, this cigar's not smoking right, why isn't it smoking There's right? very few reviews of, wow, this place is good, as opposed to, for, for whatever thing that goes off in our mind, we feel like we have to tell the world when something's bad, and when something's good, okay, it's good, we'll just leave it at that. People, you know, love to... To say I'm so the opposite. I'd, I, I'll give somebody an outstanding review if they gave me outstanding customer service. If yeah, they like, gave me bad customer service, I just don't go back there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Vote, vote I don't wallet. need to be a keyboard bully. Well, it's not keyboard. What it is is people, you know, there's a study and people, if there's something bad, they tell seven people. And if there's something good, they tell two people, right? Because yeah. they expect good, right? Whereas I try and do the opposite, which is if the... Um, for example, a restaurant I'm at, whatever, if the service is good, I'll leave something good. Because, you know what, I want to recognize people for what they do, right? It's not expected, right, over and above, yeah. right, to over-promise and to over, uh, you know, under-promise, over-deliver, right? So that's like the way, you know, I've said, okay, try this cigar. And I want people to come back and say, this was amazing. Yeah. You know, and that's where you know you're you're doing it right. So See, yeah. that's not even a crazy way to live your life but you know what is crazy Barry's story on asylum <sighs> it's time for news from the insane asylum odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true or are they brought to you by asylum cigars take no prisoners what do you think asylum cigars are truly flavorful medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. (laughs) (laughs) A few months ago, we told the story about how a 43-year-old sued his parents for throwing away his porn collection (laughs) after he moved out. This week, a judge has ordered the Western Michigan couple to pay their son $30,441 for getting rid of his pornography in addition to $14,000 in legal fees. <laughs> Thus making this the ultimate money shot, and that's not only insane, oh, it's asylum. <laughs> he must have had a substantial collection. Yeah, I think when I originally Who did it, I shared some, porn the, anymore? shared some of the story, uh, titles. Yeah. Made Dave blush. <laughs> Boom. Wow. Two in the pink, one in the stain. Oh, God, that's oh. enough of that. <laughs> Next week, September 11th, dumb things people do with cigars. Be careful of Barry. Dumb things people do with cigars. We have uh, Brad from J.C. Newman uh, coming on. And September 18th is the recap of Two Guys' 36th anniversary. Justo Aro will join us from Aladino. And uh, on the 25th, we have starting a cigar company and brand, John Garofalo III, He's a shop owner, and he has his own cigar brand. He's new, and uh, he has no relationship to me oh. at all, and we're going to have him on and uh, discuss. But he does carry Garofalo cigars. He does not. No? He does not. And he has a cigar shop, and he's opening the second one or a third one. Hmm. And, and he doesn't have Garofalo, and his name's Garofalo. Yeah. It's unacceptable. We'll get into that. Maybe we'll, we'll have I'm going to ask him Where's flat out why. Where's his shop? New Jersey. Okay. New Jersey. 
probably carries Regis cigars. Doesn't even, it's not even the same. The name of the store, the Leaf, and the name oh. of the cigar brand is called the Leaf. Hmm. And not hmm. to be confused with Leaf by Oscar. <laughs> yeah. So there's a confusion. I'm going to get into that as time goes on because I want to get into a, a show about all the uh, trademarks and all that stuff. You've had no problem with trademarks or anything like that? Have you smiled? <laughs> <laughs> I have to stop asking questions I don't know the answers to. I typically ask questions I know the answers to, and now I'm asking, and, and I'm, at, I'm in trouble, right? Oh, you're okay. It's, <laughs> it's just business. You know how it is. Yeah. Business is business. Did you really put something out that you didn't Google search first? No. I So, Dexasiva USA, um, the trademark's owned by a... I'm going to have to say this in a particular way. The trademark's owned by a company in Chicago, which is under U.S. jurisdiction. Um, the Habanos and Imperial Tobacco own the similar trademark in Europe, the U.S. Uh, sorry, the Europe and um, the rest of the, the world, of probably. The world. Yeah. Yeah, of exactly. Exclusivo. Yeah, exactly. Now, there was a brand Exclusivo that was Cusano Exclusivo. Mm. And they were sued by... Um, Padron? By... Toro Fuente, mm. because the Exclusivo did not start with an E. It started with the letter X, Exclusivo. Mm. And they said, okay, we have a problem with that. It was a phone call, and they said, okay, we're going to make it go away because we're not going to deal with that as opposed to let's go to court and yeah. fight this. And I believe Cusano would have won because right. Opus X and Exclusivo. Yeah, that's not, that's not confusing. Well, exactly. So, well, the thing is, there's two things, the cost and um, then there's, you know, I've done a few trademark things, and um, it's about, you know, ultimately, if it goes all the way, the judge sort of decides, right, is this actually going to cause confusion or not? You Which know? is really what trademark means. Correct. Confusion. And, and, and it's one of those things where, yeah, I, you know, I've seen it, and again, this business, Dave, you know more than anyone. Everyone just kind of vaguely copies everyone, right? Yeah. You say vaguely. What is it? Straight out. Some of it's steal. Some of it's stealing. It's monkey see, monkey do, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this guy's selling. Let me do this. You know. Yeah. And I wanted to. Well, Exclusivo USA is one thing because it's my tribute to America, right? But it's a question of how do you put a spin on something, or how do you, you know, market your product? And you know, for the longest time. You know, people have been asking me, you said, hey, eight size doesn't sell. Okay, great. You know what? It's what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to be true to myself. Okay, great. Good luck. You know? So I'm not, why? Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because (laughs) Dave is the exact opposite. I mean, he's the same in that he's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. But he's not. I made the nub. I made the firecracker. I make stupid things too. <laughs> the, the point is, then it's not going to be a big seller, most likely. But I'll tell you what I feel like as a, like a millionaire with a cigar this big. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, feel, it feels, feels like, like a, a double Corona. This yeah. is a twenty dollars cigar, right? More, more, more. We thirty five, thirty thirty five, something like really? that. Really? Yeah, and it's oh going to sell. Goodness. Yeah. And what I'm getting on, you know, you go into the mall and they got that cinnamon bun place oh, yeah. with the swirl of there. There's what I have on the cigar. Cinnabon? Cinnabon. 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 I've heard of them. By the way, somebody found it's my like old review. Somebody get. found my old review and I pulled it up. I actually gave that cigar a 54. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so and, you couldn't and, and fact I, check and, yourself. And I wrote, I hate to give a cigar that was gifted to me a bad review, but I have to be honest with my readers. This cigar is a wreck. <laughs> and the guy's out of business. And, oh, boy. And if he didn't make you do it, you wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. Right. I have to be Which honest absolutely. with our viewers. Barry's a dick. Yes, I am. <laughs> You're allowed to say that. No, he, he uh, isn't. 
He isn't because he doesn't do it until he's forced to do it because the, the guy gives you the cigars and makes you end up doing it. But Agree to disagree. Yeah. You All know. right, let's take a break. When we come back, we got three emails to get to and a prize to give away. And Akil's here, and he'll uh, blow it up some other way when he comes back. <laughs> Drew Estate is commemorating 10 years of Undercrown with the global release of Undercrown 10, a bold new ultra-premium addition to Undercrown's current premium lineup of Maduro, Shade, and Sungrown Expressions. To celebrate the brand's anniversary in 2021, Drew Estate is getting all decked out. A tagline that denotes Undercrown 10's elegant packaging and reinforces the pride of Undercrown's 10 years of excellence. The new sophisticated packaging is surpassed only by Undercrown 10's complex, rich and bold blend of ultra-premium aged tobaccos that include the highest priming of Mexican San Andreas dark wrapper, the very finest broadleaf binder from the Connecticut River Valley, and a tripper blend of select and rare Nicaraguan tobaccos. Pick up an Undercrown 10 today. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. 
Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. We are back. We're smoking the Regis Reserve Special Size, maybe the A, whatever it's going to be called, and in, in a high-end, expensive cigar it will be. Uh, looking forward when that comes out and what that's going to look like as, as the finished product. But uh, even talking during the break with, with Akil, he's a very opinionated guy, um, getting to know... Uh, uh, off camera as well as on the show uh, live time along with you. Oh, Dave, we're not dissimilar. Let's yeah, yeah. Have, and you're having yeah. to do kind of double duty. You're interviewing him now <laughs> during the break so that it doesn't go you south again. Just getting ready for what's going to come. So we're doing an after show after the show. You want right. to come on for that? It's about 20 minutes long. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because we'll cost you you're not allowed to talk during the no, entire no, you interview. Can. You can. Um, we have, uh, and thank you for being part of it. Um, Akil, um, was nice enough to jump in on this along with, uh, a whole bunch of cigar manufacturers and, um, um, cigar celebrities across the world, listeners of the show and the Cigar Authority themselves is the Cigar Authority cookbook. We did it. Uh, Barry's got it in his hand here. Those that are watching, those that are listening, it's a hundred and 40-page cookbook, full-color pictures of the finished recipes, along with um, pairings with the cigar uh, that goes along with the different recipe that's there. Uh, it was a lot of fun uh, gathering all the information together and putting it together. It, uh, all the proceeds from this will uh, go to charity, and uh, the charity is Ironstone Farm. You can look that up at ironstonefarm.org. It's a local charity here in Andover, Massachusetts. Um, and they help uh, autistic children along with uh, children with uh, problems. It's a horse farm. Uh, they did some incredible things like children that couldn't speak. They brought them there, and the next thing you know, the child, for the first time ever, verbally spoke. Um, they also are bringing in um, military people, veterans that have problems, and they bring them there, and they turn their life around. Uh, lots and lots of nice things they're doing, and it's close to us, and 100% of the proceeds from the book is going to it, and 100% of what they receive go directly there. There's not anything in between. Yeah, there's so, no board of directors yeah. <laughs> pulling big salaries. Everybody's volunteering. So if you want the book, what do they do? The easiest way is to go to the thecigarauthority.com. On the desktop version on the right-hand side, you'll see a picture of the Cigar Authority cookbook with a banner that says, click here to purchase. It'll take you to twoguyscigars.com. They are in stock, and they are shipping. If you're on a mobile browser... About five thumb scrolls down, you'll see the graphic. And uh, once again, in stock yeah. and shipping. We're ready to go. It's also at Barnes & Noble. It's at Amazon. Wow. It's everywhere where books are sold. Dave, Casey oh. Carter wants to know if you rate the recipes. We, we could possibly do that down the road. As well, I, there as there, there has been one in like there Casey that has Carter. been rated, and it was Mr. Jonathan's Meatballs. Yeah. Yes, it has. So it's you'll true. check that. Mr. Jonathan's meat, but there's lots of funny things that are in there. I mean, that's uh, worth your money right there, putting Mr. Uh, J's balls in your mouth. There we go. Oh, can so, I buy one? Is that right? 
we we have a couple for you anyway yeah, yeah, for the no, books. But I'd like to buy a couple too. Yeah, yeah. whatever you want to do. There's no limit to your spending here. There is no limit. <laughs> uh, we're going to do the email of the week. This best email of the week is brought to you by Monte Cristo Cigars, and this week's prize is a pen, a couple of rocks glasses, a pocket square, and a pin. About a hundred dollar value there. And uh, the following message was submitted through the contact us page of the Cigar Authority. Dot com And Stephen writes, with respect to using your podcast. Hmm. Greetings, fellow Stogie lovers. I have recently started working at my local brick and mortar in South Carolina, and I'm constantly amazed by the lack of awareness of your amazing podcast. I listen every week, and I get so much great information from you guys. I was thinking of approaching the owner about starting a weekly event where we play your podcast and maybe do some sort of uh, drink or cigar deal. <laughs> but I don't know how copyright laws work. Uh, or how they would come into play. I figured who better to ask about whether local cigar shops can play your podcast than the creators themselves. I would love your feedback, whether it makes it on the show or not. Keep up the great content, and remember to stick the lid end in your mouth. Thank you. P.S. I missed you at the last anal gangbang party, Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) Was this really? Does this say this, Stephen? One hundred percent says that, and it's why it's why I had to put him in contention. There were other great emails this week, but unfortunately. Hey, you're really quickly self-serving. You're in South Carolina. I'm going to be stuck in Irmo, South Carolina at the end of the month. If your shop's near Irmo, let me know. And you're willing to give Barry a free cigar. He's willing to go. (laughs) Or to give him an invite into the gangbang. Possibly. You can take my spot, Barry. I pitch. The the answer is you can watch it anywhere at any time. That is correct. And so so as a marketing guy myself, what I would do is- Give a shout out. Be- become a member of the care package. You're going to know in advance the cigars that will be used on that show. Mm-hmm. And then especially if you carry that cigar in your shop. Put it at the register. That's the one. And you tell everybody, yeah, this, this is, is the one that's going to be on the show. That's the one you want to do. And you smoke along with us like mm-hmm. we did with the Regis Black in the first hour, right? That's the way to go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Or you know in advance and maybe the owner goes out and buys a box of cigars that he doesn't carry mm-hmm. just for the event, by all means, love to have it. I know what happens in other shops. And uh, let us know if you're doing it, and we'll give you a shout-out and uh, and uh, t- tell the boys uh, what's going on. The following Akil, message was- what we're doing here is that's uh, email one. We're doing three email- emails when we pick the best one to win the prize. Okay. So that's the first one. That's so the, the, the we'll anal that one. The anal gangbang. <laughs> the, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Stephen writes, Stephen again. This is a different Stephen. All right. Uh, <laughs> it is my hope that Mr. Jonathan is well and back on the show today. Which Here I he am. is. The last two shows, although fine, did seem to leave the world a little off kilter. This week, I have a question for Mr. J. Do you like to clip nipples or burn them? I am, of course, talking about the nipple at the end of a Solomon cigar, and I, I can answer that, Stephen. I, I just light him on fire. I, Akil has a closed-foot cigar that he recommends cutting, and I never cut it. I burn right through the wrapper because I like that Booster wrapper mm-hmm. flavor. So, And here's the thing with a Solomon. you got to be patient. If you're one of those guys that touch up the slightest inaccuracy of a burn, mm-hmm. smoke it through the nipple. It, if it's constructed right, and 99% of the time they are, it will become a perfectly even burn once you get into the fat part of the cigar. Yeah, it's Neil, you, you said that to me. I was smoking that, getting ready to light that cigar, mm. and you said, cut the end of it. Why? 
Oh, man. Well, <laughs> because... I took a draw why, first. I why said, cap the end yeah. so that you, you know just why? have another step? Lord, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good question. Now, you cap the end and it ages differently because it's closed, a closed foot so the cigar doesn't breathe the inside of it. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So any ammonia, anything like that in the cigar can't escape. So the c- tobacco has to be slightly, you know, better, more aged. noble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not aged, I would say, but... Just good, you know, like solid tobacco. Yeah, um, fermented properly. All exactly, the way and then you can really tell the difference between a cigar that's got a closed foot. Leave it two years, three years, and it develops a really oily and smoky flavor. You know, like the old, you know, aged Cubans. And I hate to say it's just Cubans. It's just why I'm used to smoking. Like as I say, last night I had that 2001 Hoya de Monterey. Uh, great cigar. It's got that really oily and smoky taste. So that's kind of what i was looking at with that it was a bit of an experiment but it bloody worked so because you have it didn't just work it bloody <laughs> worked. Sorry. yes you have multiple because <laughs> you have multiple sizes within that blend yeah and that one tastes different than the other ones because of that you said it not me okay uh i believe it does all right but try it and tell me because if you think it doesn't, then again. It's a brilliant way to sell three extra <laughs> so, so far, we've got anal and nipples. I can't wait for the third The one. following <laughs> message, as you uh, are, are alluding to, Ed Sullivan, was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com and was also sent via the info at twoguyscigars.com. And I got three different copies of this is, email. This guy wants this read. Also Stephen or no? This is Jimmy. Uh-huh. Jimmy. The subject is, how do you like the vaccine now? <laughs> I, was listening. I asked that question when I first saw him. That was the first thing he asked. <laughs> I was listening to an old show from December 19th, 2020, Do Cigars and Alcohol Mix. Yes. The Don Raphael offer of the day was, how much would you pay for the vaccine? And Mr. J was set on not getting the vaccine even for free. My question is, do you still feel the same way? And too bad antibodies are not transferred through semen. You would have barely had a cough. (laughs) I also have to congratulate Barry on his weight loss. The audio quality is tolerable now that he's not breathing so heavy into the microphone. Barry is truly an inspiration to obese cigar smokers everywhere. He even inspired Dave to try to lose weight by eating beet candy. Yes, true. Come on. You're smarter than that. Love the show. Jimmy. All right. I so laughed twice. We yes. got anal, nipples, and semen. <laughs> yes, we do. Sounds good. Which so, could so all be the, tied into does, our asylum. US, what does the U.S. Navy have to do with this? <laughs> wow. Uh, I got to give it to the third guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I laughed out loud twice. They were all pretty good. And that was Jimmy. Yeah. Jonathan says, Jimmy, you guys? Yeah. yeah. Jonathan, Jimmy's let me take it. a picture of the guy's email address. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <coughs> Excuse me. COVID. COVID. All right, yeah. Jimmy gets it. The after show, which is on Wednesday, the topic of discussion that we're going to do right after the show is creating the ideal cigar shop. Hmm. So, uh, Akil, you go around to cigar shops all the time. I'm saying to somebody, if money is no object, you're creating a cigar shop, and it needs to be become successful. You're creating it to be successful. even though As you have a cigar the- shop, not necessarily as a bar or any of Correct. the other things. The cigar, cigar side has to be successful. And what should be in it, what shouldn't be in it. And we did a little of this on Clubhouse. You don't do social media anyway. You do Clubhouse now? Well, Clubhouse, you don't even know what it is. Yeah. No? Okay. Um, I heard the Chinese were on that because uh, they wanted to get around the uh, censorship. Uh, yeah, Chinese. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. But no, I don't. It's, it's I possible. saw on the BBC. All right, it's time to ask the Don uh, for Don Raphael. Wait, we're just going to skip over he's on the BBC? 
No, I, I was <laughs> on the, I was uh, reading it on that. That's reading yeah. on the BBC. Yeah. I don't know. Jonathan's on the BBC too. <laughs> No, 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 no. You're not playing that. It's time to Ask the Don, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. <laughs> Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. They're mellow and smooth, built for every man's everyday enjoyment. That's Don Raphael Cigars. And how or what is the proper way to hold a cigar? You I'll tell you what, there's not the proper it? way. <sighs> this is not the proper way to hold a cigar. This is douchey. You could do your, in between your thumb and index finger with the, the ash pointing out forward. Akil, do they do it different country to country? I don't get around much. <laughs> well, they use a, uh, funnily enough, uh, I've seen cigars smoked with a filter before. Mm. Um, like they put a filter on it. The, the, the little holder. plastic holder? Yeah. yeah. I always say that's like drinking red wine through a straw. You know, yeah, you, you can't. You, you don't do it. Um, and they do that where? Uh, I've seen in the UK a couple of times. I've also seen someone hold it like a pencil. Which I find slightly bizarre. Um, yeah, you know, I don't think so. It's I, I think there's really, there's really two. There's two ways to go about it. So you, the, you did one just there. Yeah. You're holding the cigar with your thumb and all four fingers making contact. At some point, you're going to burn your little finger, though. Uh, and the other way is between your index and middle finger, like you're, you're doing the peace sign and you hold it that way. Those are the two ways, really. You pl- but I make a little yeah. circle, little, uh, little uh, oh, like kind of like the oak, the oak okay, okay. Yeah. So isn't that uh, giving someone the finger in England? <laughs> no, I, uh, no. The finger is is this. That's oh, like, right. um, but That's the, bad. Peace. No, peace is this, mate. Yeah. Uh, this is you know you're in trouble. You know. It's really? not just one. It's two. Yeah. Well, there's two. This is <laughs> where this is like the middle finger. Yeah, they have right. the middle finger too, but this is peace pointed the other way. Right. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, don't do that. really. <laughs> yes. Isn't this like you're calling someone an a hole? Uh, no, that's scuba diving. Like when I go diving, I do this to show that I have air and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so what does this mean? This means when, let's say, someone cuts you off at the roundabout, what you do is you go like this to say, you know, fuck you. Or okay. Whatever, you know, you know, All right. Yeah, we just put the middle finger out. Various other yeah. epithets, right? So, this is you know, relax. We're good. Pointing straight forward. Yeah. This body. is. You know, like, yeah, that's ah, I never knew it. And actually, the, the, the history behind that, curiously enough, is um, obviously the French. Um, the archers would use their two fingers to, so they'd cut them off. So that's the okay. uh, the idea behind the bow this. bow and arrow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, French, obviously. You know. How do we learn these things? Yeah. I mean, could hey. you just learn how to shoot with the other hand if you were an archer, or do they cut both sets of fingers off? It's just, you'd have to go back in history and ask the right people. I don't know the answer <laughs> to that. You but, such you know, a wealth of knowledge a second ago. Well, curiously enough, actually, it's like, I guess, playing golf, right? Um, it's harder. I've never played left with left-handed clubs. Have you? I've swung a left-handed club before. I, was, I always do. I'm left. Jonathan oh, swings right. both <laughs> ways. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You know, it's like playing snooker or pool, and then doing this. Yeah, I have okay. no. I have no dominant side in pool, and I have no dominant side in archery or shooting with a long gun. So I guess they'd have to cut both hands. Um, in my <laughs> case, they would, but I just wouldn't volunteer that information. Sure. Barry would be standing How's your behind snooker me. Game. The what? Snooker? Is that what you snooker. said? Yeah, snooker. Like. It's not that good, to be honest. With what you. is it? It's billiards without the pockets. Well, no, it's that's that's something else. It's um, it's kind of like uh, a game. It's it's kind of like pool, but a bit more complicated. You have to get reds and colors, and you know. But it's a pool game with holes. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, it has What's pockets. the game without pockets? 
Um, I believe it's... Bumper pool? You know, no. there, there is a game, uh, which is a... I forget the name of it's it. It's three but. balls, and you got to hit a certain amount of rails. Yeah, there is that weird... Get, I know I know which one you're talking about. This is fascinating. Yeah. We're talking about something that we don't actually know about. No one knows about it, and we'll just keep talking yeah. about it. Well, you know, I've been watching um, on YouTube. It's a website. I've been watching uh, this uh, American pool. So Efren Reyes and Earl Strickland and all these guys. And it's it's really interesting, like, how they can... You know, the pockets are a lot bigger than snooker, but... You know, it's quite amazing how they can calculate oh, yeah. the angles, and you know, I, I thought I was good. But, angles and yeah. English. Well, all right, spin, it, yeah, it's English. called carom billiards. Carum, also it. called French billiards. There you go. Car- Track it right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's time for the classic three-way. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as a dollar fifty, this cigar has something for everyone. The classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real (coughs) knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Now, you haven't played this game in six years, so I'm going to refresh your going over. memory here. I'm going to write down the date on your best guess of when he says whatever the clue is, and it's the closest without going over that gets either the point. You get an exact match. It's two points. Okay, so right. he's going to read us the clues. I'm going to read you the clue. I'm going to start. It's Mr. Jonathan, Akeel, and Barry, and you can go to Ed Sullivan if you want for a little help. Phone a friend. Phone a friend <laughs> if you need to. Today is September 4th. And George Eastman patented the first roll of film camera and registered it as Kodak today. What year was that? Write it down. George Eastman patents the first roll of film and camera and registered it today. What year was that, Mr. Jonathan? 1750. 17, I, by the way, I have four questions and four tiebreakers. Uh, 1750, <coughs> and what do you say, Akil? Um, I'm going to say Victoria. I'm going to say 18, 1836. 1836. See, I thought Kodak started later at 1900. 1900. 1836. Akil said he'll take the point. That was 1888. Sorry. Akil gets yeah. the point. Closest without going over. Closest nice job, without buddy. going over. Mm-hmm. Well, you, he, he fucked me because he said seventeen <laughs> like something, right? Yeah. Which which I knew it was later, but right. this guy. But you got it. Yeah, you right. Good. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Jerry Lewis's uh, second muscular dystrophy telethon happened today. Today is usually when the Jerry Lewis telethon used to be on for all you old people out there. Mm. The second one. He smokes my cigars, by the way. Really? Yeah. California, San Francisco. Wow, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not lucky because that's the only reason I know who he is. All right. <laughs> so what year was that, Akil? Uh, he's going to hate me. Just say the year. Uh, it's going to be 2000. Um, uh, I don't think you want to go way up in that date range. You probably want to be thinking more 50s or 60s. Oh, he's yeah. Well, he's retired. I knew that. Yeah, and he's he been do. He did it a long time. Yeah, and he died too. Okay, I don't know. Pick a date. Just pick 1972. a date. 1972. 1972. 59. 59. 62. 62 for the point. 67. So Mr. Jonathan gets a point. 
We got two more to go. Barry Stein. Mm -hmm. Google is formally incorporated by Larry Page in in Shergan Brian. Sergey. Sergey Brian. Brin. Two students from Stanford University formed Google today. What year was that? Google. 1997. 1997, he says, Mr. Jonathan. 96. 96. I'm going to go 96 as well, sorry. 96 as well. It's 98, so Barry will take the point. We have a three-way tie. Ooh, how many tiebreakers? He has 42 tiebreakers. I have four questions and four tiebreakers, just in case. (laughs) So over the back to you, Mr. Jonathan. Stop shaking your head. This is so stupid. Do one tiebreaker. Dick York. What'd you call me? Bewitched. American actor. Darren from Bewitched. Was he born or died? He was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana today. Do you know what Bewitched was? Yeah, they had it in the UK. Okay, good. Good. He was born today. He was born in 1942. That's the the point of this. 42. What what do you say? It was before that. Yeah. Going to go with 1939. 39? 31. 31. Everybody is over. 24. 28. See, now I got to the first tiebreaker over to you, Akil. Beyonce rose to fame in the late 1900s and led the singing group Destiny's Child. She was born today in Houston, Texas. Beyonce. What year was she born? Beyonce. Uh, I'm going to say 1981. 81, he says. 69. 69. I just wanted to say that. 72. 72. By the way, if somebody gets two points exactly... They win. Because this is the tiebreaker anyway. She did. You got it. Akil will win it. 1981, two Ooh. points. Oh. And that never happens, that right? Never happens. Our guest. Yeah, I just won. love Beyonce. You know? <laughs> like, That's it. Fuck. He's a Beyonce fan. <laughs> <laughs> She's listening. <yeah. laughs> so we are smoking the Regis uh, Reserva special size A or whatever it's going to be called. There's anybody want to give a tasting note or anything about it or what it should be called he hasn't named it yet i think this would be the mr jonathan special if you're going to be charging 35 dollars okay regis aristocrat 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 you know i like that he likes the aristocrat i'll take a box for that (laughs) (laughs) third time he's asked for free cigars on the show he said he doesn't do it on someone in the chat room thought for you dave lancero gordo Mm. Ah, <laughs> I would give this a, a, a 94. No one cares. <laughs> for real? Mm-hmm. I care. Thank you. No problem. Uh, do you have any name for this? 95 mm, if I get no. a box out of it. I would say the Regis TCA. Because oh. it was first introduced on the Cigar Authority TCA. Wow. Oh, the wow. TCA. Okay. <laughs> So, just a all thought. Right, right. You don't have to do that by any means. <laughs> but just a thought. So uh, the, Tom Criswell thought for a tiebreaker, you could go with what year was the first Half Wheel article published. Oh, God. Oh, ah, sorry. <laughs> no, my friends at Half Wheel, I don't know what to say besides I didn't see that coming. But uh, it is what it is. He's a guest on the show. He's saying what he's saying. But you guys are welcome to come on and dispute. Or if this is going to court, you say nothing, right? I don't know. It's up to you. But uh, let's let's all get along, right? Let's be friends with each other and help each other let's along. Let's wrap it up. you got less than a minute. Yep. Rising tides life's raise all ship, and life's too short. Uh, next week, dumb things people do with cigars. Just when you think you heard them all, wait till you hear some of these. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you may have learned something today which makes you The Cigar Authority.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.